everybody. This is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm here with Scott. Hey, everybody. And Gabe. Hello again. And we're here doing a very, very special first of its kind quick taste. And Scott's going to tell you what we're going to be doing today. Yeah. So uh, when we first started this podcast, a couple months after we started, we got our first free bottle from Bullet. They just happened to see our podcast somewhere Yay, and they uh, sent us a free bottle of Bullet Rye. That was the first of many to come, although there was a big gap. Yeah. We love you guys. Thanks for loving Bullet. We're like, we love you too. And it was like a big love fest and we got a free bottle. Yeah. And then uh, just this summer, we ended up getting a bottle of Sexton, Fistful of Bourbon, Legion, Corsair, two bottles from Corsair. And uh, Jeff got us some samples of barrel. Right. Large barrel samples. Yeah. Yep. And this one is a little different because it was sent in by a listener. Yes. Steven from Tampa Bay. Yeah. So it's evidently Steven's been listening to the podcast and he digs what we're doing here and, and that's great. We're so happy. And evidently he has a little bit of a local spirit. He wanted to uh, prop it up. Yeah. So what we have here is Red Drum Bourbon. Red Rub. Red Rub. <laughs> no, not Red Rum. Red Drum. <laughs> we are recording this on Halloween. Yes. That's true. <laughs> Boo fucking boo. <laughs> boo fucking boo. <laughs> do you want to get into the whiskey first or do you want to talk about the distillery or um, what do you want to do? Let's just smell it first because it's sitting right. in front of me and I can already start to smell it. So All right. Let's yeah, let's just go right into the drinking. So I'm going to say first off, I was great. really, really surprised at how great it smells. It's got tremendous like sweet nose. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a lot of sweet too. I was blown away just by the, the smell right off the bat. Cherries? Yeah, okay. absolute cherries. Cherries all over it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like candied cherries. I, I, also, didn't, yeah, like, I got orange peel. I got some candy corn. Yeah, some corn, orange peel. Good. Some nice. sugary cereal, some cotton candy. Are you, now you're just making shit up? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, okay. I'm, you know, I'm trying to be scientific here. Okay. No, it's very good. Can Char- you take this seriously, for Christ's sakes? <laughs> this is science, goddammit. Jesus Christ, we're two minutes in recording for the day. You can't be angry yet. <laughs> I haven't started even drinking yet. Uh, right, right. It hasn't even started. We have a lot to do tonight, so, Gabe. Pace yourself in the anger department. <laughs> we were wondering. If- <laughs> By the way, thanks to Steven for uh, making me angry. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, thanks, Steve. <laughs> so I thought it was cool that Steve has a local distillery that he feels that strongly about that he wants people to hear about it. And, yeah. Uh, and, you know, to send us a bottle was damn nice of him. It was, Very it, nice. It's the like best yeah. Halloween I've ever had. Like, yeah. trick or treat, bottle of bourbon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all I got was a rock. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I smelled cherries immediately yeah, on this, but yeah. I didn't want to say because everyone thinks I smell cherries and everything. So I waited for Ed to say something, and yeah. he did. It, this was, was obvious for me. Validated. And, and like, I can see a little bit of like burnt vanilla and stuff like that too it actually reminds me a little bit of some of the barrel spirits that were yeah. they were all finished yeah this isn't finished but you know some of the candy notes a lot of dried fruit in this as well mm-hmm. yeah let's taste let's it. taste it oh Ooh. that was spicier than i thought it was going to be it's sweet though it's Ooh. really nice it's got a nice little kick of we're, heat we're right gonna, off the bat we're sweetness gonna examine it a bit more but let's talk about what the whiskey is what do we know the mash bill do we know I wasn't able to find a whole lot about it. They didn't have a lot of information on their website. And of course, since it's a local thing, right. there aren't really any reviews. But what I right, do we know- We could have called like Bob at the distillery. We could have. It's like a small distillery. Like, hey, yeah. Bob here. Hey, what's in your uh, red well, bourbon? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you what that is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We should have done that. We should have called up. Um, so it, it is a bourbon. So it has to be, of course, 51% corn. Uh, right. They call it a high rye bourbon. So we do know that it's a high rye. So oh, maybe that's good. Okay. 20, 25%? Maybe? Right. I mean, that's- 60, 60 
65, 25, 30, 25, 10, something like that. In that yeah. range, yeah. Um, it's aged two years. They say in really? me- medium charred oak barrels, and the proof is ninety. All right, interesting. All right, so let's hear about the, some of the history on the distillery, and then Gabe's gonna do a twenty-minute review of Tampa Bay itself, the city, and <laughs> the founding of the Spanish, no. and all the way up through the. No, stop. Oh no. Okay. Well, do you want to hear what Stephen had to say about the bourbon? Oh yeah, please. That would be nice. Yeah, so kind enough to send you a bottle. So this is why. Wait, he couldn't fly in to be here. Fine, Steve. All right, we'll just read what he wrote then. (laughs) Yeah, these are the only tasting notes that we have of this, besides our own, of course. And it's just two sentences. It's a fairly sweet tasting bourbon that really reminds me of Woodford Reserve wheat whiskey. With a little water or a small ice cube, it tastes like marshmallows. Ooh, okay, I think Gabe hit that with the cotton candy, mm-hmm. and, I, and I said like the burnt vanilla. I think we're right there with that. Yeah. I think we recognize that. What he didn't say was how spicy it is. Don't you guys think it's spicy? It, yeah, it is lingering quite a bit. Spicy he, and oaky, and um, part of that's the high rise. When yes, once you get past the sweetness, I like it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm very surprised. This is just two years. Two years it's for being so. Um, immature and it does leave a little bit of a burn at the end but it's very smooth though mm. it's very smooth yeah i mean it, the heat is uh holding on the tongue quite a bit after you swallow and uh right. and it's got a bit of a medium oily mouthfeel yeah you're right gabe about the heat like it does linger with yeah. you but it's not unpleasant no like, it's, not, it's not overbearing i think it's what adam from beam from tory yeah. called a bourbon hug <laughs> oh kentucky hug yeah kentucky hug rather right where it's just kind of like you get a nice little warmth across your chest yeah it's, it's like sitting outside in the fall and someone has like a nice fire going and someone grabs a handful of dried leaves and they burn them quick, but you get a, a quick little blast of smoke in your mouth and it just kind of lingers there and holds the heat. And it's like, you know, it's not really good for you, but it's not really unpleasant either. Well, and you can edit this all out later. Know, so I t- I told Gabe's you, a smoker. <laughs> right, so, right. Everyone's like, oh, well, Gabe's on the peyote. <laughs> Listen, this I, is more of a Florida hug, though. I have to correct myself. Yes, it's I true. Am a lizard king. I can do anything. <laughs> a Florida hug, exactly. So, speaking of Florida, the distillery is called Florida. Cane Distillery. Right. It was founded in 2012 in an 800 square foot warehouse by hockey buddies Lee Nelson and Pat O'Brien, who wanted to combine their passion for community, pursuit of perfection, a love of life, and the right mix of work and play. And the concept was simple: make a premium, handcrafted, micro-distilled vodka entirely from Florida ingredients. Mm. But making the distillery a reality took more than just a business plan and financial backing. They had to make legislative changes. You see, before 2014, microdistilleries in Florida were not allowed to sell craft spirits directly to the public, nor could they be located in commercial areas. So with the help of state representatives and local lawmakers, they were able to remove the antiquated Prohibition-era laws and oh. usher in a craft spirits renaissance in the state of Florida. Fucking Prohibition. I know, it just fucking... How long? It's a hundred years. It's been a hundred years. years. Yeah. Fucking the South. Can you please let go of it? <laughs> God damn. Seriously. Corsair had the same thing in Tennessee that they had to get the laws changed because of prohibition shit mm-hmm. still being there. It's like sodomy laws are still in the book. Just for everyone relax. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Relax for sodomy. Okay. Uh, way, to, way to sneak that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> Sneaking it in. I see what you did. <laughs> Wait, what happened? No. I'm just, um, yeah. But I just mean, like, I always hear that, like, in Georgia, they're like, and also sodomy is so illegal. In, in I'm I mean, like, how do you know? How do you get busted for that? How do you get, who kicks in the door at that moment? Like, all right, you two. <laughs> Man and a woman, like, like, what's a going on? We're just, just, I'm married to her. No, no, no. It doesn't matter if you're married. Get in the car. <laughs> Illegal's illegal. That's a law. <laughs> That's right. And by the way, is that a still in your garage? We got you for two. <laughs> 
Um, so uh, now, six years later, they say that they're the only craft distillery in the nation to have developed over 39 spirits under five different brands. What? They, they have nine cane vodkas, they call them. They should be called ADD distillery. Yeah. <laughs> including jalapeno, lemon lime, cherry, orange, pineapple, candy cane, and vanilla bean flavors. Hmm. They have three El Encanto rums, a silver, an amber, pineapple flavored, and then a Tamiami small batch gin. Four sunshine moonshines, and the flavors are really interesting. Apple pie and hot pepper, cinnamon and sugar, toffee and orange, and dark berries and anise. You know, I think that the, and I'm, I'm going to let it go. And yeah. I think that the- um, <laughs> Let the anise go. Yeah, I'm going to let the anise yeah. go. I think that the local- We already made sodomy jokes. <laughs> I think the local needs to hook up with these guys because, you know, they only use American-made products. Yeah. There's a gin there. There's a bunch of vodkas there. Sure. We'll talk to Anders about it. Callum will be here in two weeks. Oh, that's right. We could talk to Callum himself. They also have three whiskeys, one of which we're drinking right now, the bourbon. They have a two-year-old 90-proof rye, Mm -hmm. and they have a three-year-old 83% corn whiskey. Interesting. The Florida Cane Distillery has a retail shop, which is much-visited tourist attraction located in the historic Tampa neighborhood known as Ybor City, which was founded as an independent town in 1885 by a group of cigar manufacturers and annexed to Tampa in 1887. Reading about it reminded me of like Northern Liberties in Mm -hmm. Philadelphia. It's kind of artsy and gentrified and all, um, if it had a Spanish flavor. Uh, In the evening, the retail shop transforms into a bar where patrons can learn how to make craft cocktails. And get this. They run the nation's only hands-on whiskey distilling school, allowing students to make their own whiskey from start to finish that they can take home and let age. I can smell a road trip coming. Road trip. We're going to come visit you, Steve. I take it back. We're, yeah. flying, to, we're flying to Tampa. Whiskey, cigars. Isn't that pretty cool? Hands-on. Make your own. Like a, yeah. Warm weather. Beaches. That seems amazing. Fishing. Sodomy. So, <laughs> if you're into it. Yeah, so uh, the, the red drum is a fish. Yes. I went drum fishing one night for 12 hours. You I, did, right. This was off the coast of Cape May, mm. um, like 60 miles out or something. But um, I will let you know, I caught no drum fish. Did you catch any symbol fish? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I wasn't able to snare any. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Oh, don't you try to, Don't you try, ever try to outclever me. Mm. We'll, we'll be here all night, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> You're right, though. The, the red drum fish is located all up and down the East Coast and in the Gulf of Mexico. Just not under my boat that night. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, this is going to be great. Um, uh, and cocktails, right? I'm thinking cocktails, cocktails, cocktails. They have a whole page on their website that has cocktail recipes for all their whiskeys. There must be two dozen cocktails on there. Yeah. I mean, really, Stephen, this is a great find for us. And we always talk about, Scott and I, and I'm sure Gabe feels the same way, that there's... Oh, don't speak for me. I, I wasn't. I just didn't want to exclude you, but now I will. So um, Scott and I always talk about how... Like, not Gabe. <laughs> Scott and I, not Gabe. Like, what are we missing? Like, we know we have stuff in New Jersey and Pennsylvania that nobody else has. So now here we have one all the way in Tampa Bay that we would never know about if it wasn't for Steve sending it. Right. So we always wonder, like, how many of these? Is there another, you know, 500 bottles of whiskey out there that I'll never see and never hear about? It could get a little obsessive. You can get a little bit like, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. Like The fear of missing out, right? Yeah. It's, there's so many expressions. It kind of piggybacks on the episode about the uh, small craft distilleries right. that was in Tennessee. But every state has these. Right. It's like when porn first came out on the internet, you know, like you thought you had to look at every picture. And you then know, it after- took forever for right. the picture after, to come down after nine you know nine 15 22 hours you're like all right it'll still be here tomorrow and boy does that hurt <laughs> nine 15 or 22 hours you're like 
<laughs> Chafing. Yeah. It's a thing. It's so like- um, <laughs> there's a poem on the side of this. Should I read it? Can you read it? I try, but it's dark. Uh, it's not a bad poem. It, it's right. about fishing. If we don't like it, we can. Uh, All right. I think it's a good. I think it's a good. And the, the yeah. short. Yeah. If you were gifted a, a nice bottle from a listener, I think it's uh, yeah. Props just to this poem is dedicated to you, Stephen. Yeah, yeah Stephen. I don't know if you're a boater or a fisher. A fisherman. Fisherman. Yeah. Yeah. Fisher's what you get in your ass from shitting too hard. <laughs> He, he certainly isn't that. So he's a boater or a fisherman. That's, a, that's a fissure. Welcome to the Colonoscopy <laughs> Podcast. What's your next question? <laughs> wow. Fiber. Well, I got a lot of blood in my stools. Oh, here comes Pucker. <laughs> hey, kids. Hey, kids. <laughs> Don't forget to eat your fiber. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> We've gone off the rails. Okay. Here's the poem. Ready? <clears throat> From early March till the end of October. Cries to go out grow louder and louder, saying, get to the water and throw in a line. The familiar voice tells me it's red drum time. Strong tide's a sign for very good luck. My boat, your boat, or the edge of a dock. Finding large schools in the grassy flats or tucked up under the mangrove slats. Seven and a half foot medium action spinning rod sticky from last year's extractions. I tighten my reel with that 20 pound line. Pack up my gear. Can't wait for morning time. Mm. Terra Verde, Shell Point, O'Neill's, or the Gandhi, nothing else matters when it's salty and sandy. Once I'm out on the water, pulling away, close to nature, soaring birds, I'm part of the bay. Cold beer, opening nets, sunscreen, and a mission adds up to a great Tampa Bay day of fishing. I'm out on the water, and I cast out the line. One hit, rod bends, and it's red drum time. All right. Get some snaps going. So it's like if, if like, you know, Dr. Seuss was like a bourbon drinker. <laughs> so we would have had on that. Very well yeah, stated. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was a good point. All right. So overall, I give this a grade of better than I thought it was going to be by far. <laughs> by far. A B for better than I'll be I honest, thought it was going to be. When I first said, like, someone's sending us a local distilled bourbon from Florida, I'm like, oh, yeah. are they really <laughs> sweet? But I'm like, God, what's this going to be like? And then, you know what? For a small distillery bourbon, one of the best I would say I've had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're in the Tampa Bay area. And you're a whiskey drinker. You have a, a mecca, a pilgrimage to take anyway mm. for whiskey. Go to uh, Florida King Distillery. Heck, make your own whiskey. Make it as part of your vacation plans. You know, yeah. when, when your wife and daughter are on the beach for the third day and you're like, I don't want to go to the beach for the third day. Right. I'm going to go make my own whiskey and take it home and age it. That sounds like a fucking awesome thing to do yeah, on vacation. That's an amazing thing. So, Steve, thanks so much for sending us the bottle. Thank you so much, Steve. It was very good. Definitely. And so, for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. I'm Gabe. Cheers. Later.